0: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Football. Energy drinks.
1: Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. What she said, although Bink's not here. Grant is, though. Hey, buddy. What's up, Mr. The Machine? Uh, sir, is fine for the next three hours. Oh, my apologies. No, it's all good. It happens. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine, and you until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. Text line open, 913-576-7610 if you want to chime in on the world of sports, or every now and again somebody accidentally texts us like, Honey, grab some chocolate milk on your way home. So, if that has to happen, feel free to do that. Grant and I were talking about the Olympics. We're not going to spend too much time on this, but food for thought. Grant and I were talking about the Olympics. I think the reason that the Summer Olympics are so much better than the Winter Olympics, at least in my humble opinion, the Winter Olympics are more weird than they are entertaining. I've never met a human being that actually does any of these things. It's actually attempted... To get into a bobsled or a luge or has anybody out there ever met somebody that's met somebody that's met somebody that's actually gone ski jumping? That's like, no, yeah, my boy does that for a living. He just goes down that like 80 foot hill. When it comes to the Summer Olympics, we've all done all those things. I've ran, I've swam, I've played basketball at a very high level, junior varsity. So I'm just saying Summer Olympics are, uh, are way better
2: what's the closest you get on like a winter Olympic like just like a
1: ice Personally, skating
2: date is that to like the highest level anyone's done well an ice skating like recreational an
1: ice skating date is a great date I'm not gonna knock that when you talk about like ice dancing and all those different events that they have I don't even mind like figure skating and I love the mighty ducks so don't knock don't knock anything on skates I'm just saying that most of those events are just weird have you seen the one where they go down the hill on skis then they shoot targets? Good oh, the Lord. biathlon! The biathlon! I like the biathlon. Of course, you like the biathlon. Come on, man, it's fun. Of course, you like the biathlon. Anyway, let's get into the uh, let's get into football. Here's what I was thinking. You can lower the music, by the way, if you want to. Um, in the AFC, we know that Joe Burrow. Well, I think that we caught a little bit of a break here in Kansas City. Had the Bengals won that game? the conversation would be the same that you've heard for Patrick Mahomes over the last, like, three or four years, except sub Patrick Mahomes with Joe Burrow. And all those commercials that you see Patrick Mahomes in, Joe Burrow would have started to be in those. You know, what those kind of advertisers want is they want a guy who's clean cut, right, check. They want a guy who has had a lot of success in the NFL, check. They want a guy who's young, not going to get in trouble, check, check, all those different things. And if Joe Burrow would have gone out there and won that game, then he also would have had that check mark of winning the Super Bowl. That's who you want to be your spokesman, right? That's who you want to be your pitch man. So maybe for the sake of his bank account and for the sake of just hearing about it, oh, it's just Joe Burrow, the new Patrick Mahomes. And as he caught up to him and the Bengals, the team to beat, because they lost, I still feel like the Chiefs are kind of king of the crop, king of the hill, if you want to. All that being said, I was thinking about the best young quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Bro, they're all in the AFC. If you ask me, let's just say under 30 years old is the barrier for this conversation, and we started to make a list of who are the best young quarterbacks that you want on your team under the age of 30, I would say one, Patrick Mahomes. Nobody's going to argue that. Two or three, you could probably get into a damn good argument because for the last couple of years, it's been Josh Allen this and Josh Allen that, but Josh Allen's never taken his team to a Super Bowl. Josh Allen's never beat Patrick Mahomes twice, so I think I would go Patrick Mahomes one, Joe Burrow two, Josh Allen three, Justin Herbert four. He's weird because when you just like, if you just go by the eye test, man, he completely passes absolutely everything that you want to see for a young quarterback. He He's good in the pocket. He makes good decisions. He's got a rocket for a right arm. The problem is, you look at his win-loss record, he doesn't win a lot of games like these other dudes have. Joe Burrow's only been in the league for two years. Don't get it twisted. I know it feels like he's been here for a while, and he got hurt the first year. So we're talking about a guy that's been in the league for a year and a half that actually has a resume that says, I've been to the Super Bowl. Of course, you could say the same thing about Patrick Mahomes. In the case of Justin Herbert, I don't know if he's ever going to add that line to his resume because he's got to get through all these other dudes. Justin Herbert might be, for the next 10 years, the second-best quarterback in the entire NFL, and the problem's going to be he's also going to be the second-best quarterback in his own division. And then, just to finish up that top five that I was talking about, I think I'd still have Lamar Jackson just because I was just talking about win-loss record. Look at what he's done. In the same time that Patrick Mahomes has been kind of putting up these crazy win-loss numbers, Lamar has won, and I just checked this, he's won two less games. That's it. That's the difference when it comes to how many games? Three less games. So, again, that to me is, I don't know if you want to call it coincidence. I don't know if you want to call it a pain in the ass, but the problem is it's not just Joe Burrow that the Chiefs are going to have to deal with when it comes to young quarterbacks for the next handful of years. In my opinion, All the best young, talented quarterbacks happen to be in the AFC. Save your Kyler Murray argument. Save your Dak Prescott argument. Those guys are in the NFC. Those guys are top 10, but I wouldn't take them over any of those dudes that I just talked about. Speaking of taking, how much do you guys think the Chiefs need to take a flyer on Tyron Matthew? And the reason I ask is this. If there's ever anything in life that you see as just a a want, a luxury, then... Talk about it, complain about it, ask for it, but at some point, back off because that's exactly what it is. It's a luxury. It's a one. Like, you don't don't need it. When you need something, right, it's to live or it's to succeed or it's to, you know, do whatever, to take that next step. Do the Chiefs need Tyron Matthew or is there an alternative option? Because to me, here's what you're going to run into. When it comes to sports, oftentimes – Guys get paid for what they already did, not for what they're about to do. Let me give you an example. Alex Gordon, great in the community, 5 tool player, platinum glove winner, coming off like a 275 season. Well, he's going to keep doing that, right? You might want to take out the microscope and look a little bit further because dude ends up hitting like 204 and 216 and 205. The Royals paid Alex Gordon not for what they thought he was about to do, but they paid him. Maybe they did a little bit. I don't want to be too harsh. Obviously, they didn't think he was going to go out there and completely crap the bed like he did during that contract. But you always want to pay these guys for what they're about to do. In the case of Tyron Matthew, are you willing to do that if you're the Chiefs? You don't want him because he turned around your defense three years ago and where's the ring and is a really popular player. You want to pay him because on the defensive side of the football, you feel like if you don't have that guy, then you don't have an option that's nearly that good. Because if there is an option that's nearly that good, the Chiefs need to go with it. They really do. And, and it pains me to say because I believe that when Tyron Matthew got here, He was essentially the Patrick Mahomes of the defense. And I'm not talking about just his play on the field. I'm talking about his importance to the football team. You guys remember how bad that defense was? Y'all remember how much we used to complain about Bob Sutton this and Bob Sutton that and lack of adjustments in the secondary. Like, you guys remember some of the things that happened, right? You had linebackers, like, drifting off in the secondary and defensive linemen all of a sudden turned into defensive backs. The defense sucked. To the point where ultimately I think Patrick Mahomes' first full year as the starter, he probably would have taken this team to and won the Super Bowl if the defense wasn't so damn bad. And Spaggs deserves a lot of credit for the turnaround. And Chris Jones deserves a lot of credit for the turnaround. And hell, to some extent, Brett Veach deserves, but nobody to the extent of Tyron Matthew. If the Chiefs didn't pull the trigger and pay for Tyron Matthew and get him in free agency a few years ago, they probably don't have a Super Bowl. Let me know if you disagree. 913 576 7610. I really don't think that the Chiefs would have won the Super Bowl if everything was the same, but they didn't have Tyron Matthew a couple of years ago. I think that's how important he was. And to be fair, I remember when they got him. I was on the air, and I said, eh, you know, whatever. Guy's like 27, 28 years old. He's on his third team. I don't know how much gas he's got left in the tank. And the answer was a ton. Those first couple of years, he was was that dude. This past year, though, I think anybody that's being honest with themselves, even if you're the biggest Chiefs fan listening, he didn't look quite as good when he was on the field and he wants to get paid a lot of money and somebody's going to pay him a lot of money do you guys want that team to be the chiefs hit me up on the text line 9135767610 would you be willing to overpay you know sometimes in life if you really want something you got to overpay for it out of convenience or out of lack of abundance or whatever it is if you really want it you got to buck up for it and that's what the chiefs did 3 years ago with Tyron Matthew do they want to do it again or could they spend that money elsewhere 913 576 7610. We'll talk about that. We'll take a break. Oh, and on the other side, I got to tell you guys something my dogs did last night. And I want to know if your dogs happen to do the same thing. I'm pretty sure they do. I don't know. Maybe my dogs are nuts. Let's talk about it on the other side. Bank at Night, Grant and Sean right here, 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals
1: baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
3: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: I was waiting for that beat to drop. I was going to give it two more seconds and say screw it. I'm the Sports Machine, Sean Levine. That's Grant. Welcome back into to Pink at Night here on 610 Sports Radio. The texts are rolling in. 913-576-7610 is thy phone number. I love you, Sports Machine. I'm so pumped you're on tonight. Hey, the Feelings Mutual. From the six two zero, the Winter Olympics are all rich people sports. Yeah, for the most part. Or weirdo sports. I don't know how rich you have to be. Like, you know, Jamaica had a bobsled team. And apparently they have a bobsled team this year if you're paying any attention.
2: I think you have to be rich to do the bobsled. Do you? I think they're all rich people sports. Yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of one you wouldn't need a lot of money for. I guess you need ice time, right? Like, if you want to get into curling. How how does one even, like, I'm from Kansas City, right? Like, I've lived here most of my life. Blue Valley Northwest High School. What, what? University of Kansas. How would somebody like me... Get into luge for the first time if that's what I want to do. If I was watching the Olympics and I was like, you know what, I think this is my calling. I want to, I have to go somewhere. I, I don't think you do. I don't. I think you've got to go based north. on my athletic prowess or my body shape or no, what? no, oh. based on geography. Oh Come on. no, if, if that's what you said, it's fair. Like I don't. Don't think... they need like big bodies in the luge to go fast? What I don't you... know. Now you're getting offensive. <laughs> I Ain't that big, bro? You got to be strong. Jared Allen was on the bobsled team. Really? Yes. You didn't know that? Uh, Jared Allen was—I want to say—he was an Olympian. Anybody know that? Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. He might have just been like on the uh, Olympic, whatever, like backup squad. Their, their version of the practice squad, you know, in case you tear a quad while you're running down the ice before you jump into that death machine. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. Um, cut the music because I have a serious question. Do you have dogs?
2: Uh, I don't have dogs, but my roommate has one. So I guess I do. My roommate has one, but my parents do too.
1: So you're familiar with living with a dog.
2: I'm I'm familiar, correct.
1: Okay. Um, so I've anybody listens to me knows that I'm a big dog guy and that I've got a couple of dogs. And my girlfriend has like too many dogs for me to legally say on the radio right now, so they don't come to her house and take those nets and take them away. Um, anyway. And the other night, she comes over. And one of the dogs walks back to the very back room of my house. Her and I are the only ones there. Walks into the very back room of the house and kind of comes back like whimpering a little bit. I'm like, what's, what's the matter, Lassie? And so, you know, we go follow the dog back there. And then it just keeps whimpering. And it's staring at the corner of my wall. There's just in the corner. There's no window. There's no nothing there. And so I'm thinking, that's just kind of weird. I hope the dog's all right. Until about five minutes later. So that dog was chilling back there. Everybody else is just all over the place. Another dog walked back there. And did the same thing. And started just staring at the corner. And there's like a mattress back there, Grant. So now there's two dogs standing back there. And then one by one. They all kept going back there. And eventually they were all standing on said mattress. Not making any noise. Staring at the corner. And at first. I wasn't, like, too creeped out because even though I'm a conspiracy theorist, I don't necessarily believe in ghosts or spirits or that type of thing.
2: That's the first thing I went to. I was like, your apartment, your house, whatever it is, is haunted.
1: But why would it instantly be haunted because I've lived there now for two years and two months? Why would something instantly have happened? So – my girl starts honestly scaring the hell out of me She's because she's talking it up like, oh, it's got to be a spirit. It has to be something. And I'm Googling, trying to find out, like, the medical condition, the science thing, what's going on. Why would all the dogs do this at the same time or whatever? 913-576-7610. Hit me up or text me. Do your dogs, like, see ghosts and spirits and stuff? Because when I Googled it, there's a lot of stuff about that. And I'm not, I'm not going down that path. I'm not saying that's what happened. But I will say this. They're coming back over on Friday night, right? Her clan. And the last few nights have been normal. The dogs have gone in the room, no staring at the corner, no nothing. So, like, my dogs have been fine. But mind you, it was one of her dogs that started this whole weirdness. They're coming back on Friday. She stays with me on the weekend, and I got to tell you, bro, I'm, like, terrified that it's going to happen again. If that happens again, I'm moving out. I'm moving out. I'm not staying in a place that's haunted. Can't do it. There are certain things, like I have to have good water pressure. I have to have hardwood floors. I don't like carpets. They're nasty. And I can't live with spirits. Is that asking for so much? I ain't doing it. Anyway, the Year Dog Sea Ghost, 913, 576, The Rams had a parade today. You see that? I did. Um, which now now that we are a few years removed, who did it better? Was it the Chiefs or the Royals when it comes to parades? I'll say this the Chiefs had a huge luxury of seeing what the Royals did just a few years before because there wasn't a parade. When the Royals had the parade, what was it now? Five. Oh man, it's kind of like getting in the rearview mirror. Was that seven years ago? Oh, my God. Was that right? Is my math right? Seven years ago? The Royals? Yeah. Seven years ago this year. Oh, my gosh. Six years and three months. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, the Royals had to figure out all the logistics of having a parade where everybody in town and their grandmama was going to show up, and it hadn't happened for 30 years previous. A lot had changed since then. The internet got invented since then. Legitimately. And then a few years later, the Chiefs come around and they're like, oh, yeah, here's what the Royals did well. I think that if I had to go just looking back, jump into my hot tub time machine, I think I'm going to go Royals over Chiefs, but barely. And let me explain to you why. It wasn't about the weather. It wasn't about the porta potties. It wasn't about the lines. It wasn't about all that. And yes, there were some things that the Royals did that the Chiefs eventually ended up perfecting. But just personally, I was working during the Chiefs parade. Now, I ain't going to lie. I had an unbelievable vantage point. Speck was like, hey, would you want to be up at the top of, uh, what's that hotel? Remember the old Skies restaurant, that spinning restaurant? And I thought I was going to be up there with a party full of people, and they were going to be loud and cheering and obnoxious and drunk. Yo, I'm telling you guys, I've got video of this. It was me, just me, up at the top with one of the best vantage points in Kansas City. It was incredible. But I wasn't, I'm a man of the people. I wasn't out there with the people. For the Royals parade, man, you want to talk about just something that you've never seen, something that you've never felt, that was, I'm I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. Uh, Wade, Wade, you're on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, bro? Hey, good talk to you, Sports Machine. Hey, what's up, man? First, I want to say Royals definitely did it better. Yeah. Yeah, I it think they awesome. did. It was awesome. And probably because they were just first. Yeah. <laughs> Second, if you got an apartment that's got great water pressure, hardwood floors, that's just the price you pay is to have. <laughs> there, just it. <laughs> oh, thanks for the phone call, way. That's good stuff, bro. Look, no, it depends on how good the landlord is. And that's the thing. I would live with a ghost. I would live with a spirit. If I had a great landlord situation, I ain't going to lie, I don't. That's probably one of the more important things, too. Like, you know, you want some fenced-in yard. It'd be nice to have a bathtub so you can take a soak in the wintertime if you're like me or whatever. Certain things you'd like. You know, good insulation on the windows and maybe a garbage disposal. But, yeah, I mean, if I have a good landlord, which I, I don't know the last time that I did. Do they exist? Have you ever, honestly, Grant, have you ever, and I'm a guy who, when I lived at KU, mind you, I never got a doctorate or anything like that, but it did take me seven years. So that means, well, six and a half technically in two summers. So call it however long you want, which means I was in a lot of different apartments, which means I, I dealt with a lot of different landlords. And at first I thought it was just a college town thing. Cause I assumed that once you give them the 900 or a thousand bucks up front to move in, that's gone. You can just go ahead and kiss that goodbye. You might as well roll up those nine one hundred dollar bills, put a band around them, take out your lighter, put that thing in your mouth and smoke that thing like a blunt because you're you're not getting it back. I've never met a good landlord. Have you? I've never had issues with landlords. You're a kiss ass, though. I, yeah, kind of. Yeah, You don't do anything.
2: I don't. Not really in yeah, too they much come, trouble. They, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: They come back to your place and you're this all nice, quiet dude, and they're like, oh, okay, Grant, here you go. We have to give it back to you. We I, don't want to deal with it. I you. clean
2: the oven. I do all that sort oh, of stuff. Oh, good for you.
1: 913 576 7610. How are we already a half hour into this thing? Who did it better, the Royals or the Chiefs? On the other side, they're making a remake of a movie that's the movie that I've seen more than any other. I'm an expert on the subject. We'll talk about it next, right here. Pink at Night. I'm the Sports Machine, Sean Levine. This is 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball
1: and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
2: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold
0: reward. Medella, is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.
1: Yo, how you doing? My name is Sean. That's Grant. No Binkley tonight. 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world. On the Odyssey app. I feel like the consensus on the text line, well, for starters, I threw a lot of stuff out there. I asked about the Royals Chiefs Parade. I talked about having ghosts in my house. We talked about wanting versus needing Tyron Matthew. Let's start there. A lot of comparisons to Eric Berry on the text line, and I tend to agree with that. I didn't really think about it before you guys started texting it in, but yeah, you're right. And I would say the biggest comparison is both guys play in the secondary, both guys Already got their, I guess, you quote-unquote kind of big contract. you want to pay them another one once they start getting up to that 29, 30 years old? Obviously, EB was homegrown and had all the cancer stuff and the great story, so it was a little bit different. Tyron Matthew, I suppose, a little bit different, too, because he did come here and got your team, had a large portion in helping you guys win a Super Bowl. But once they're gone, I think you look in your rearview mirror and say, we didn't need them. Wasn't that the case with Eric Berry? There were a lot of people that said, oh, you have to figure it out with Eric Berry, and he's still in his prime, and if you don't have him, the defense is going to crumble. And then all of a sudden, I'm talking about the last couple of years when the Chiefs were kind of talking about or thinking of releasing him, and then you look back and, yeah, you know, they didn't really need him. Maybe the last couple of years they didn't really need him at all. In the case of Tyron Matthew, do they need him the next couple of years, or can they go out there and draft somebody from the 9-1-3, the only player on the Chiefs that's inexpendable, ooh, triple word score, and irreplaceable? is Patrick Mahomes. Everyone else can be replaced. Um, I disagree with that a little bit. I do think that the Chiefs have probably three players that are irreplaceable. Now, we can really break this down and say, well, on the offensive line, they got two guys that for the next probably three years are going to be on great contracts, and they just drafted last year, blah, blah, blah. But those guys, they could be replaced. It'd be difficult whoever you bring in is not going to be as good or as young or as cheap, but they're replaceable on the defensive side. You know, Chris Jones, he gets the, in theory, he, he is replaceable. Like if you got rid of him, I don't think that the entire ship would sink. Patrick Mahomes, obviously. I think you need Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey. I think you need those guys. I don't think that the chiefs go. Now I understand that two, three, five years from now, those guys are either going to be retired or in a different uniform. I get it. I know how this works. We knew that once Patrick Mahomes got paid that at some point other guys were going to start ending up in other uniforms. That being said, right now, I think that the Chiefs offense, if they're going to continue to at least have the threat of being a 35, 40 points every time they're on the field, it's not just Patrick Mahomes in a good offensive line. I think that it's being able to both stretch the field long and dominate the middle of the field like no other team can. I mean, if you really think about what the Chiefs have, technically it's not a wide receiver duo in Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill because Travis Kelsey is a a tight end. But he's the most wide receiver-ish tight end the league has seen in a really long time, especially when it comes to the numbers. The 85, the 100 catches, the 1,200 yards, the 9, 10 touchdowns. Those are elite wide receiver type of numbers. So I don't know if it works without those guys. So I disagree a little bit. From the seven eight five, Jared Allen most definitely tried to qualify to be on the curling team, and then apparently in Blue Springs, who knew? They built a. You're shaking your head like you knew this, Grant. You didn't know this that they built a curling facility. Oh, good for you. Just reading it like yes,
2: exactly what I saw.
1: This guy says, "Come curl with us. You want to go curl? Not really. No, dude. Come on, go curl with me. I'm busy. Oh, I'm busy. When do you want to go? Um." I feel like Thursday nights are a good curling night. Are you busy? Uh, oh, wait. I do no. jujitsu on Thursdays. Tuesdays? We'll figure it out later. <laughs> Tuesdays? You, how many people does it take to be on a curling? Just two or four? Well, there's three, right? On like a three? team? Well, the
2: person curls and the two the scrubbers in front. Oh, I'm whatever. a scrubber
1: for sure. You can be the pusher. I'll be the scrubber or whatever they're called. I'll be the broom person. I'll even bring my own broom. I've got like three of them. I'm ready to go.
2: I don't think it's going to work like that.
1: As far as do I have ghosts in my house, the more important Topic at hand. The text line was a little split on this one. They were very split. Half the people were saying, like, they were sending me in Bible curse and Bible quotes and, you know, and saying, hey, you know, you need to get out of there. And and then half the people said that it was probably a mouse, which makes me feel a little bit better, but also disgusted at the same time, because we all know how mice work, right? Like, if you see one, that means there's a thousand more in your walls. And I've had problems with mice in the past. So I, I don't know if I'd rather live with actual mice or maybe ghosts. I really don't know. Broke ghosts. You'd rather live with ghosts? Yeah. Than mice? Yeah. How about you guys? 9135767610. Would you rather live with a ghost? I think I live with both for the record right now. But would you rather live with that's how crappy my landlord is. He lets me not only live with mice, he also lets me live with those from beyond. Ghosts or mice? Which would you rather live on? From the four zero two. My dog could always tell when I was on mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that before, though, from somebody. Not about me being on those or anything like that. (laughs) Uh, I love you guys. Sean, let's go curling with the boys and hit up Rosedale Barbecue afterwards. I think we got our third from the 816. Hit me up on Twitter, bro, the guy that wanted to go to Rosedale. If you're willing to take me and Grant there, and if you're free next Tuesday night, let's make reservations. Let's go get it done. Look, I didn't think that I would like the axe-throwing thing when I did it, and then I did it, and I had a lot of fun. I feel like it's the type of thing I could probably do a couple of times a year. Curling? Yeah.
2: There's no way. Yeah,
1: I could go twice a year. There's I'm, no I way. I don't know that I'm looking to fully join the club. Speaking of in the club, how about that halftime show? How about the transition, if we're being honest, you know? Terry Bryant would be so, so happy with me, my journalism 101 teacher. He always talked about transition, how important it was. Not just in your speech or in your writing, but in your life. But, yeah, the halftime show, and I'm sure you guys are curious because I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the radio before, so I'll just say it right now. I've actually seen Eminem and Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. I was at the original Up and Smoke tour back in 2001. I don't think I've ever mentioned that, but I went to that show, so I think I'm the perfect person to compare to. I thought that the halftime show was I thought that it was really good, but I knew that it was going to be really good. So was it an all-time great? Was it one of the best of all time? I had to go back and do a little bit of research. I had to go back and watch others. Because, you know, sometimes we can become prisoner of the moment. It definitely wasn't as good as Prince back in 2007. Now, Prince caught a huge break, right? Everybody knows. What's his big song? Purple rain. And then it starts raining. Like, as he's like, he's literally like, purple rain. And then the rain starts coming down. So, I mean, come on. They got all the purple lights and the rain's coming down on Prince. Like, yeah, come on. In Minnesota, right? Makes a lot of sense if it would have been. Pretty sure. Yeah, it was not in Minnesota. I'm pretty sure that one was in Miami. Nah, screw you. Double check. I'm pretty sure it was because Prince is from Minnesota. I'm almost sure that they were, like, showing off their new stadium. No, you're right. No, you're right. They didn't have the new stadium yet. He was probably dead by that point. Damn it. I hate being wrong on live radio, but I would say Prince was better. Um, Michael Jackson <laughs> back in 93, I want to say. I was a young buck, but I do remember it, but I thought that it was good. Um, I could have used a little bit more Slim Shady. I would have liked him to go back to blonde and stop wearing that corny-ass dad hat, dude. Like, If you're going to keep rapping and you're 50 years old, then act like you're young. Don't act like you're old, like, like Snoop, like Snoop gets out there. Literally, what, six years ago, I saw Snoop in concert with Wiz Khalifa going, because we're young and wild and free. I'm like, you ain't young? He was already 45 years old at the time. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want. Eminem gets up there with the same hat my father would wear. Like, I didn't look at his shoes that close, but I bet he's wearing New Balance freaking Velcro. There's nothing wrong with New Balance Velcro shoes. I've got a pair. They're dope, but... You know you're getting old when you have. I could have done more Eminem with blonde hair. Um, 50 Cent had to have such a terrible head rush. Once you get to a certain age, you can't just be upside down like that. I think the cutoff point's like 30. It's all fun and games going upside down on roller coasters and all that crap hanging upside down. But once you do that and you get older and the blood rushes to your head, I can't believe they weren't like, go, 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 shorty. And then all of a sudden, dude just like fell off from the sky like, oh, that that was what they were talking about, the special performance by 50 Cent. You can't hang upside down for that long when you're 46 years old. 50, 46. I'm serious. Did you know that? I would have guessed younger. I also would have guessed Snoop Dogg's older, though. How old is he? He's 50. See? I would have thought he's older than that. How old do you think Dre is? I Well, I just looked this one up. 56 or 57. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. That means that when the Chronic came out, or Chronic 2001, ba da 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 he was already thirty. His late thirties. That's crazy. I thought he was twenty-two years old. Eminem was. Yeah, but he was like fifteen years into his career at that point. No, you're right. I mean, he'd already done some he stuff. He was like NWA in like no, the eighties. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, and they needed to have a Tupac hologram. How are you going to do a? How are you going to do a show with all these California hip hop legends in Los Angeles? If you're going to have a special performer, don't get me wrong. You know, Fifty Cent's pretty dope. You know who's a little doper? Tupac. You don't think that place would go nuts? You're smiling, Grant, like they don't have the technology for it. You can literally go to Las Vegas and watch an entire Tupac hologram show. So all they'd have to do is take that set or take a little bit of that technology, fly it from Vegas to LA. It's like 30 minutes. They could do it, it would have been awesome. Same thing Fitty did hang there, pop up from the ground, give me a song or two. I'm out on hologram technology. Of course you are. I'm not interested. Yeah, because you get your deposit back from your landlord. I'm not surprised. (laughs) That's Grant Nicholson. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. Coming up next, we're going to talk about sports right here on Bank at Night, 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs,
1: 610 Sports Radio. lie about being in a frat like if you were at a frat party you probably realize after a while by the way 610 Sports Radio 610Sports.com I'm the sports machine Shamadine Grant and I were just talking about this at some point you realize that if you're better looking and have more game than all these dudes and the girls keep asking you what house are you in and you're just not scoring you just say this one. You say this house right?
2: I never lied about being in a frat.
1: You never lied about being I in a frat? Be, I, never, I didn't want
2: to be involved with frats. I did, the, I did the house parties.
1: No, house parties are doper than... Well, I don't know, man. I don't know. Back in college... I, I've
2: never... I don't think I've ever stepped foot in a frat party. Really? Oh, I think I did once. I did crash one one time.
1: They are a little D-baggy in general, but they're also back then a little hot girly, if you know what I'm saying. No, house parties are better. I would rank, I would rank when it comes to like getting drunk and having fun in college, house party one, frat party two, you're missing out, dude. Frat parties are pretty sick. They'll have like some band or some theme, sand in the basement, at ATO, whatever it is. They're pretty dope. And then bars. That's what I would say. One, two, three. Don't shake your head at me. I like
2: the bars. Bars were way better.
1: The, pro- the thing about bars is you can do bars the rest of your life. You can't do frats except for, like, for a three-, five-year period of your entire life. I'm not going to go back to a 40-year-old man and be like, hey!
2: Yeah, but I went to K-State. You could walk to Aggieville. It took me five minutes. All right, do you? You. Can't, you can't do that just anywhere where there's ten bars within five minutes of walking.
1: And house parties for adults don't happen. Those are like baby showers. That's not a house party or a Super Bowl party. That's not a real house party. That's based around something else. Or it's your nephew's birthday, so you invite, you like, you know what I am It's a five-year period of your life when you can get in a good frat party, a real solid house party. Bars? Come on, man. From the time you get your ID at KU, that's usually around, like, 19, to the time that you, you know, pass and go to the bar. 913-576-7610. We'll get back into all the sports conversation. Oh, speaking of if I said this is the blank anniversary of the Sprint Center when it comes to years off the top of your head, Grant, without doing research, you would say what? How many years do you think the Sprint Center has been around? It opened October 10th of how long do you think it's been around? 2002. No, not quite that long. 2005? five, seven, which means that this would be the 15-year anniversary. Not today, but this year is the 15-year anniversary of Sprint Center slash T-Mobile Center. You went the opposite of where I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to be like, it's been open for nine years. To me, it doesn't feel like it's been open for that long. 15 years? Well, I just remember it opened when I was a kid. I just remember at one point I was a kid. 15 years. Sprint Center slash T-Mobile Center has been open. Hit me up on the text line. What's your favorite event that you've seen inside of there? It's held 582 concerts. I did my research. 582 concerts.
2: How many of those are Garth Brooks? Uh, the first, like 112
1: of them? No, I think at least 20, though. I would say a solid 20 because he opened the joint with, what was it? I want to say nine straight shows, but that sounds a little bit ridiculous. Google it for me because I don't want to sound real ignorant here more than I already usually do. I know they opened the joint. I know they've got the banner hanging up, but when I say it out loud, nine straight shows, it sounds kind of crazy. But he has been there a lot, and I know he's been back several times. My favorite concert I ever saw there was Jay-Z and Kanye, even though Kanye has turned into a total nut also when I saw UFC there like five years ago the card in hindsight was absolutely incredible and then plenty of KU games have I stalled long enough for you to tell me uh I think it's nine sold out shows total
2: November 2007 see nine that dude seven sold out performances of May 2017 so he's had like almost 20 sold out shows yeah, there yeah have you been to one no Dude puts on a hell of a show. I'm Sure, he does.
1: Puts I have on a no great desire. Show. I have no desire. Yeah, I didn't have any desire to go to the Lady Gaga show either until I got there, and then I left, and I was like, singing Poker Face. What are you talking about? You wouldn't go to a. Gra- you wouldn't go to the- if it was free. I'd go if it's free. Do I'm know- sure it's a good concert. Do, do, but- do, do you know the words to what's that song called? I I think I only know one Garth Brooks song. It's I like- got friends and oh. hope. You know, a different one. Yeah, the thunder
2: one. I know one. Something's about thunder.
1: You're telling me when I say Garth Brooks, what comes to mind is not "I Got Friends in Low." You're thinking of um, it's thunder the Thunder, thunder rules. rules. Yeah, yeah the thunder, thunder, rules. thunder. Thunder. You know the you know the words of that song. What's oh, the one that comes to mind? What's the one that I'm talking about though? What the hell is that song called? The one they used to play at Royals games all the time, and people at Royals games would literally stick around and. Only time they would get excited for a five-year period before the team was good was when Garth Brooks asked – I shouldn't say it like that. When Garth Brooks and his big old hat showed up on the screen and started doing, I got friends in low – is that what it's called? It's literally called friends in low places. Friends in low places. Okay, I appreciate that. We're already one hour in the book. That's crazy. Well, I've got a couple of minutes left. I need to complain if that's all right. You mind if I complain here for a couple of minutes? Go for it. Um, What part of town do you live in? You don't give me your address or anything. Lenexa. Lenexa's a nice town. Nice little place. I like Lenexa, too. But uh, are you familiar with the Westport? I'm going to call it the Westport Triangle for the sake of this conversation. There's a place called Donatology. You could go straight, but you're risking life and limb. You can go right, but there's going to be a million cars coming at you from every direction. I don't think where I'm talking about left is an option. I think you have to go straight and then eventually hit up the traffic way. If you're coming from the other direction, it's even worse. And if you're coming from the other direction, what I'm trying to say is I cannot believe that this damn street exists. That's my neck of the woods. That's kind of where I live. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Every time I go, my anxiety cranks up. I need to put on a a blood pressure monitor when I'm driving around usually. bro, Because I'm laid back when I'm driving, literally. I'll lay, I'll lay my seat back. I drive like a grandmother. I drive real slow. Keep it between the lines, put on some Garth Brooks friends in low places and just chill. Like I'm, I'm just kicking it when I'm driving. I'm not like a mad driver or anything like that. I'm mad in general, but when I'm driving, I'm just cool. I'm getting around except for when I know that I've got to approach that death triangle. How have they not changed that? There's been traffic on main street and that same neck of the woods since I've known main street for 15 years. In front of, like, Ragazza, the Italian restaurant over there, by that Wendy's on Main? Y'all know what I'm talking about. By the, uh, I may help you. They've, they've had traffic there. I never know which direction to go to. It feels like a DUI checkpoint on a Thursday afternoon. I'm like, oh, God, I'm on the wrong side again. How have they not done something with that Westport Triangle thing? Give me a stoplight. Give me a roundabout. Give me a bridge. I'll take a drawbridge at this point. Unbelievable. Just like that first hour was. Grant Nicholson, sports machine, Sean Levine, coming up on the other side. Let's get back into the NFL, back into the Kansas City Chiefs, right here on 610 Sports Radio.
0: This is Bink at Night on
1: your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.
3: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news,